Greeting Earthlings. Welcome to Saturday Morning Showdown. If this is your first time joining us, my name's Don. I'm Lee. We're a tag team of pop culture artists, and we go by the name 8-Bit Fusion. We grew up in the golden age of the Saturday Morning Cartoon, so we made this show to sit down with some of our friends and talk about our favorites. This week, we're joined by my friend, Amon. Hi. How you doing, Amon? Doing well, doing well. And tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, sure. So I guess I have a lot of interests. I'm, I'm a librarian. I also um, love science, um, love fitness, um, you know, been exercising and doing all that during the, the quarantine, um, really into wellness. Um, yeah. And, and I, I miss traveling. Yeah. yeah. Used to do yeah. that a lot, but can't do that this year, even though all the, the holidays seem to line up. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a bummer this year as far as yeah. the traveling goes. Awesome. Well, this week for the show again, since it's October, we're doing all of the Halloween specials we can think of, uh, and this time we're doing Doug. Now I don't know about you guys, but I love this show. I always have. Yes. Yeah. How about you, Amon? I have good memories of the show, like. I don't exactly remember how the the theme song goes, but it mm-hmm. it has lots of like it, it it gets stuck in my head sometimes, mm-hmm. and like so I, I do remember the the jingle, um, mm-hmm. and like I preferred Rugrats to Doug, but mm-hmm. Doug was like a kind of fell into the same kind of sphere for me, like. You know, where the characters they all look different from each other, you know? right. <laughs> and like I guess along with like Arthur and a bunch of other shows from around that time, where like you know you have your um, characters that all go to the same school, but somehow have parents of different professions, different backgrounds, like yeah. and somehow they're friendly, even though there's like usually one bully in the show, but that bully turns out to be like a complicated character. That yeah. you can like overanalyze as an adult <laughs> you know, yeah. when you realize like oh like they soften up eventually. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Even even the villains tend to be lovable in these old yeah. Nickelodeon shows, yeah. so they're kind of fun. Rogers definitely, definitely one of those. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it did it did seem to be Nickelodeon's mantra in the '90s to like bring diversity to the screen. Like you were mm-hmm. saying, like they're all coming from different backgrounds, but they all sort of somehow end up in the same school so yeah and and i appreciated that yeah no i think it's i think it's important i think and we've said this before on a bunch of episodes but i think it it really shaped the way we grew up at the very least me and lee Mm -hmm. you know i can speak for but yeah i think seeing these shows as kids definitely shaped who we ended up being as adults um another thing we've mentioned in past shows and i think you'll you'll feel this with this one but like a lot of these theme songs i call them time machines if you Mm -hmm. ask me to hum the theme song i probably couldn't but the (laughs) second i hear it i'm suddenly a kid again like as soon as i hear the first note it's going to bring me right back to everything yes i i i like the analogy like it it definitely like like nickelodeon works some magic into these jingles and yeah (laughs) like a really great like i guess you know, they knew that people would feel nostalgia later on. So 
they needed to create something memorable so they could yeah. sell it back to us <laughs> as yeah. adults. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if they planned it back then, but they really did hit it out of the park. Yeah. They were just really good at making music back then. That, I mean, that, they got yeah. the guy from Devo to That's do um, the Rugrats That's theme true. song. So, I mean, like, they, they got some talent to do these yeah, things, Yeah, they too. definitely are very talented. Like, I, you started to play the jingle as you started to put this on before I got back, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i tried to not I, I have the episode queued up but i tried to not like play any it's just it starts right away but yeah. yeah no as soon as you hear it it's like oh yeah that's right i remember this theme song yeah so. and i think it was like the highlight of like i guess like the 90s where like you have you go to the bathroom and the commercial breaks and then you know you're too late once the jingle starts <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. yes I was going to say, what, when was the last time everyone seen this show? The last time I saw the show was actually Teen Nick did this on uh, the 90s or all that thing. Um, mm. When I back, it was like a decade ago when I was living in my apartment and uh, I was really upset because I didn't have cable and I was not able to, I was able to end up, I was, ended up being able to get it, but yeah, Doug was part of the block and uh, Rugrats, Hey Arnold. It was a really great block. So it brought back a lot of really great memories for me of Doug, but they put it on on such like a weird time, like it was like ten to like one in the morning when nobody was watching t- TV at that time. So it was it yeah. was weird. Yeah, that, that programming block was really strange. It was like ten, like she's like you said, t- it was ten to one, and I don't think Doug went on till like midnight, and I could not hang. So I I, yeah. I haven't seen Doug in a very long time. Yeah, oh. I know that it's on Hulu, and it's been on my like my stuff section for a while but i haven't gotten to it um that's cool i didn't i didn't check hulu for it i saw like i I found the episode on youtube Mm. um so we're going with that like i know because disney took over doug um in like 96 so all the disney stuff is on disney plus but the nickelodeon stuff is not oh interesting yeah do you know why they did the switchover you know I didn't look it up. I I have some facts about the switchover, hmm. but not why. I don't think that's like really out there. I I guess Nickelodeon just think because there was like a five year gap between when Nickelodeon was done with it and when mm. Doug picked it up, or when Doug picked Disney. it up, when <laughs> Disney picked it up. Um. See, I don't I don't know if it was creative differences. I I really don't. But yeah, there was there was a break and then it came back under. And it, they were all in high school when it came back, too. It sort of jumped ahead a little bit, too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'll have to like, go back through to see, like, if I notice any changes. Because I guess, like, I have good memories of myself watching Doug. Like, mm-hmm. I love the, the Quail Man alter ego. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> but at the same time, I can't really remember, like, actual scenarios. Like, I don't have vivid, like, memories of the episodes themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. definitely don't either. I remember yeah. bits and pieces here or there. I remember emotions. Because, mm. like, a lot of the, the episodes sort of center around him just being, like, an awkward kid. And I remember yeah. being that awkward kid and identifying with that awkward kid. Mm-hmm. But, like, as far as the, like, actual storylines, I don't remember anything either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember some of the characters, but, um, like... I think his he has an older sister and yeah. she's yeah. Like, trying to be a movie star and 
she's, she's like a beat poet almost yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> fascinated with that character yeah judy's yeah. great yeah judy's yeah. pretty great and isn't skeeter who's his best yep. friend yes yep. and yeah yeah there's a lot of unique characters yes yeah. yes yeah. and and i would recognize them if i saw them again <laughs> yeah um, and I think you'll see just about all the main characters mm. in this episode. So all right. why don't we put this thing on and see what we think? Yeah. And we're back. So we just finished watching Doug's Halloween Adventure. This is season four, episode four. Um, of Doug coming right out of the episode. It's kind of been the th- the trend this month. I I loved it. It's, I thought it was great. It was so fun. Still has held up so well. And I just could not stop laughing. Yeah. How about you, Amon? What'd you think? I thought it was a really good episode. So, like, I prefer the the treats of Halloween, not necessarily like the scary stuff. I. Right. You know, um, but this had a good balance to it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and like maybe it's my own like I guess like childish like naivete, but you know there was a twist in the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I liked they the whole episode, the moral was kind of bravery, you know. He mm-hmm. Doug kept pushing himself. Um to, you know, try something different to go back and save Roger, even though Roger was trying to prank them, then they got the they got to have the upper hand at the end. But I did love that with the moral of bravery throughout the entire episode, they still run home in fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And and that's where like I was gonna ask you about their ages in this episode. So I guess like I remember I, I would have been like, I was born in ninety one, so like pretty young, um, throughout the nineties, and mm-hmm. but I don't think I would have like hopped into a, like a car of like a classmate, you know, without notifying my parents and stuff. Like, yeah, I, I think that I had so know, many questions about that. Yeah, or you know, it, and like I grew up in a pretty safe like town where like my my parents knew other people especially if yeah. they were in, in the same grade but like that would mm-hmm. not have been okay or it's yeah. just like go to a haunted house like in an amusement park by myself like you know or with a friend um yeah the two of us and like i i don't understand that part but maybe yeah. that's that was the draw for me with cartoons is like you know they do these unrealistic things that i couldn't do um, yeah yeah there is a little bit of um the show Doug came out in 1991 mm. this episode was 1993 and there there is like kind of a line where like 80s kids did kind of get to free roam okay. a little bit more um than than 90s kids we're kind mm. of smack in the middle I was born in 87 okay so when I was in middle school which is when when these characters are are mm. I don't think I would have been out by myself, well, like with my friends, without a parental guardian, mm. at ten o'clock at night because they yeah. they specify that the park closes at ten. Yeah. So I don't think we would have been out past ten. 
without a parent around. But at the same time, like if I was walking somewhere and a school friend pulled over and said, hey, I'm going there, we probably would have hopped in that car. Okay. If I'm being honest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the whole thing of them like, oh, well, the part, the haunted house is closed. Oh, we're just going to go in anyway. <laughs> like that whole like punk rock kind of thing. I mean, to be like, fair, I would have did that. I mean, I definitely would have, <laughs> but would most kids probably would not have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess it's like, you know, it, it's just a different experience. So, like, sure, that park itself had security cameras and stuff, but it wasn't like they were taking mm-hmm. pictures. Like, you know, they don't have phones. It, you know, yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't have social media to like show. Like, hey, I'm at this really cool place. Like, yeah, you know, all that like fresh stuff that you know they're just being kids. Like, I loved trick or treating as a kid. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and you know. And collecting candy and stuff. We would do it in a larger group. It wouldn't just be the, the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that, like, I can relate to that part. Um, I, like, I think I went into a haunted house once, maybe in, like, late middle school, early high school, and realized, like, that was not my thing. <laughs> and I, I tried it again in college, and I still... Then I remind myself, like, hey, this is totally not my thing. <laughs> um, then I ended up working in a haunted forest, so an outdoor um, version of a haunted house. And, like, yeah. that I enjoyed because, like, at least I knew what was scary about it. And, right. like, it was just acting. Um, and then but you were I part like of the a... scare, too. It's a completely different, like, experience exactly. when you're, when you're exactly. in it. Yeah. And, yeah. and I wasn't even, like, the scariest, like, character there um and i was you know so it was just one of those things like i had trouble scaring people but i also like don't like to be startled uh Mm -hmm. myself and then i went to um, universal studios um in florida um for one of the the halloween horror nights um i want to say i've been wanting to do that for years 2013 and i I actually enjoyed that experience because as someone who doesn't like being scared, like all I had to do was use echolocation and like, you know, hear <laughs> people like screaming 20 feet away yeah. from me. And it's like, Oh, that's where the zombie is. And I right. was, and then in front of my, my friends at the time, like I looked like the brave one, but I was like, Oh, but I heard them <laughs> screaming. So I knew like <laughs> something was right. over there. <laughs> You know, and, you know, but I still couldn't, like, make eye contact with the, the zombies and stuff. <laughs> and, you know, um, but it was a it was a good experience. And it was, like, the cheapest time to go to that particular amusement park. Uh, because if you went during the day, it was, like, full price. But if you go mm-hmm. during Halloween at night, you know, it's, it was at least, like, $20, $30 cheaper. That's awesome. So, yeah. uh, it's a better deal. Um yeah, meanwhile, yeah. us over here, we we like live for the the Halloween haunted mm, houses. Yes. We're we're bummed this year that we really can't do any. Um mm. but yeah, we we usually try to go to at least a couple every year. We we love scares. Yes, it, yeah. it's just so, I I just think they're fun. Like yeah. I, I don't even I don't even do it just for the scares. I mean, yeah. there's just I like the like animatronics and how people how they like decorate it and I, I I don't know. I just and if somebody tries to scare me, I just laugh about it. That's I love going to that kind of stuff yeah 
Yeah, and and yeah. I respect that. Like, you know, I think Halloween is like a it's a good mix. So I did last year I went to it was like a Halloween themed bar. Um mm-hmm. so I don't it was like the you know Tinsel, the the Christmas yep. bar. So yep. they they were a Halloween theme as well last year. And oh, that's cool. it was really creepy. And yeah. but at the same time I enjoyed like the creepiness of it. I, um and it was really interesting how they like themed everything and it, so it, it was like a, a good experience for me. And um, nice. that's awesome. Yeah, and I love dressing up um in Halloween costumes and um you know, enjoy the the festivities around Halloween. Um, you know, so it, it is a good time. Um, like the saddest Halloween was was actually like when I moved to Philly. I moved into my apartment like five years ago, and like on Halloween weekend. And I remember like walking around by myself, but then like I went into my apartment. I'm like, oh, like you know, if I was with my old friends, like I could have like celebrated. <laughs> Right. <laughs> because it, it, yeah. it, it was just kind of like a lonely experience but ever since then um i've always gone to like um halloween parties or mm-hmm. dressed up even at work i would dress up in my halloween costume um or bring it to work and then dress up at some point in the, the day right right um, and yeah so i have like good memories associated with it and it also like marks like you know more time in this city um as well yeah halloween's always been one of our favorites we used to well not used to i mean we still will but we we've had a halloween party mm-hmm. every year for over a decade this will be the first year we couldn't do it because yeah. of, of covid and everything we're still gonna hand out candy we're gonna like set up gift bags at the end of our driveway and then sit at the other end of the porch and just kind of wave to the kids as they go by. So we're going to try and, you know, soak up as much of the holiday as we can. But Mm. yeah, the whole COVID thing's definitely going to put a hamper on Halloween for us. But but. at the same time, like there were always houses where they would just put out the the bowl. They didn't want you to ring the doorbell anyways. Yeah, (laughs) right. And, you know, that was like, socially distant halloween like leave me alone just take one piece of candy right. <laughs> like from this yeah, bowl yeah and right. if we're yeah. out of candy we're out of candy yeah. and yeah, we did that a couple of times yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and i think i'm that's pretty like, totally i'm pretty cool. sure the first group just took all the candy but that's fine <laughs> it is what it is yeah <laughs> and so like I, I do appreciate that i'm sure there are dentists out there that are like super excited <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, that you know, it, it's just different um and i'm sure there's also candy lovers that are like oh instead of like sharing this with other people we get to keep this for ourselves this year yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> flipping back to doug so this episode this episode's weird for a number of reasons mm-hmm. um firstly most episodes of doug are two stories yeah i thought there was another story coming and then it stopped there's three episodes in the original 52 episode run mm. that don't have three two stories. Uh, the first episode is the first episode, the pilot, the introduction, when mm. Doug moves to town. 
that's the whole tw- the whole uh, 24 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then it was this one. This is the second of the three. And then a couple episodes later, there's a Christmas episode Ooh. that is, again, the whole 24 minutes. Oh, interesting. But those are the only three. Every other one is two segments. I guess that makes sense because a lot of, I think, kids' shows have that where yeah. you know, they're, they're just shorter and then they're even shorter than what they appear because, like, you have to have commercial breaks and stuff. So right, um, but it yeah, that, rug, that makes we sense. did Rugrats a couple weeks ago, and Rugrats follows that format yeah. where it's two stories per episode, and their Halloween episode was two stories. Yeah. Um, for that episode, interesting. Another little departure in this episode from the norm. Um, when we were watching it, Amon, you commented that the music was very reminiscent of like Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. What's extra weird about it is it's it's really the only episode that has like music in it huh every other episode all the music is done like the same way the theme song is where it's like done with the voice so it's like kind of yeah yeah like it's not like instruments and stuff it's a dude like making like beatboxing almost or scatting i guess would be the word yeah yeah, it's, it's it's not like instrument instrumental music it's a dude making it um Actually, that guy, the guy who did the theme, the guy who did mm. all the all the music for the rest of the show, his name's Fred Newman, mm. and that's, like, what he does. Mm-hmm. That's, his, that's his style. Um, so, yeah, that's super weird, too, that this episode's a very big departure from what we're normally used to for this show. Yeah. Um, but th- I guess, like, the normal episodes wouldn't have that creepy vibe, right? Oh, yeah, like, no. It, so, it was absolutely so the correct to- decision. Exactly. So it's like yeah. music and design they dictate our behavior. So if yeah. you know yeah. if, if it started to creep me out and reminding me of, you know, something else, it's like, oh, like this is why. Um yeah. you know, and I think that you know, it probably you know affects kids as well. It's not your normal happy episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, it probably hits them harder subconsciously than they yeah. even realize, yeah. Now, animation-wise, we we talked about this a couple episodes ago. This is another games production. They're the the Nickelodeon animators. The mm-hmm. games production would actually be renamed Nickelodeon Animation Studios in the mm-hmm. future. Um, so this the year that Doug started, they did three shows. It was Doug, Rugrats, and Ren and Stimpy. Again, no surprises. We no. had this conversation no. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but just reiterating. Same animators as Rugrats and same animators as Ren and Stimpy. Um, slight, you know, new information since <laughs> it is a new show. This episode was written by Ken Scarborough. He's one of the head writers for Doug. He wrote mm. 26, no, 28 of the 52 episodes. So he's a pretty seminal voice mm. of this show. He went on to be the head writer for Sesame Street. Oh, wow. From 2017 to now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty that's a, that's a big deal. It's a good deal. Yeah. 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 Um the cast There's a couple people that are worth talking about. Doug Funny is voiced by Billy West. Mm-hmm. Now, does that name jump out to anybody? No. Sounds familiar. He does to me cuz he's the voice of Philip J Fry from Okay. Um, yeah. Futurama. Okay. Okay. Um, he he was actually in the news somewhat recently because he also on Futurama voices Zap Brannigan. If you watch a lot of Futurama, Zap Brannigan's like the Captain Kirk 
kind of ridiculous brash um, space captain in the show. And Billy West was going on Twitter tweeting videos of himself reading Donald Trump's tweets as Zap Brannigan. (laughs) Oh, my God. um, Because they're equally (laughs) ridiculous characters. Um, But, yeah, this is one of his earlier works. Um, He also was the voice of Ren and Stimpy. Oh, my God. In Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. So Billy West is a big deal. Um, I shall put a pin in that. I just looked him up, and he's the current voice of the Red M&M. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So random. (laughs) He's, um, so... We, we we come across a lot of a lot of actors who have like hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds yeah. of credits. I think he's in like the four hundred range, maybe three and a half. Mm-hmm. He's in a lot of stuff. He's a pretty seminal voice actor. I, I have a very, very deep love for Futurama, so when I hear Billy mm-hmm. West, I immediately go to Philip J. Fry, but he's in a ton of stuff. And a lot of it's really iconic. Um, did you recognize Patty Mayonnaise's voice? I know, I know who she is. And I'm not going to say it. No. So Patty Mayonnaise is Connie Shulman, and people will probably most recently know her as Yoga Jones from Orange Is the New Black. Mm, interesting. Yeah, she was in a pretty significant chunk of yeah, that show. Yeah, you can definitely like when you if you've watched Orange Is the New Black, you can definitely hear it. Yeah, she she doesn't have like Billy West is a voice actor, and he does mm. like different characters. She does not. She oh. sounds like her all the time. Yeah, it's, pa- yeah. it's Patty Mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah, she's a, v- a very yeah. distinctive voice. I don't think you could mask it. It's you, when you hear her, you know it's her. Yeah, but she's great. I love her in the show yeah, and the, and that show. She's so. wonderful. Okay. Um, one other very little character to talk about, and then I want to hop over to Skeeter. Judy Funny is voiced by Becca Lish. Not a whole lot of credits on her, but one of them is also Orange is the New Black. She plays a small character in one episode, huh. but double Orange is the New Black crossover huh, Interesting for this show. And Skeeter also voices, uh, the same person who voices Skeeter, I should say, also voices Porkchop, <laughs> also voices Mr. Dink. And also voices all of the music. It's the guy I mentioned earlier, Fred ah, Newman. Okay. So the guy who does the theme song and like voices makes all the the beatboxes is also Skeeter. That would that oh, makes wow. sense. So Skeeter's very beatboxy. Yeah, Skeeter is very beatboxy. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I was sad not to see Mr. Dink in this episode. I like Mr. Dink. Yeah, yeah. I I would have guessed that Mr. Dink would have had like a ridiculous haunted house set up at his house. <laughs> yeah. I almost was waiting for the ghost at the end of the episode to reveal himself to be Mr. I, Dink. Yeah, I thought I was what waiting was going to happen. I really was. Yeah. But, you know, sure. It's fine. <laughs> so a couple just random fun facts that I pulled here. Um, Doug is set in the fictional town of Bluffington, mm-hmm. which is based on Richmond, Virginia. Which is where the the um the uh, the creator of the show Jim Jenkins is from. Richmond, Virginia is also where the band Guar is from. Oh, so a little bit of Doug Guar crossover there. Oh. <laughs> That's random. That's really interesting. So another thing I kind of wanted to know is so Mischief Night apparently is like a New Jersey thing, but it could be called other things, you know, in other parts of the country. Yeah, and like, is it 
Is it called Mischief Night in Philadelphia? Uh, as far yeah. as I, yep, as yeah, far Mischief as I know. Night. We know it is Mischief Night. I think okay. it's really like PA. I think it's Tri-State. Okay. That calls it Mischief Night. PA definitely does. Jersey definitely does. Mm-hmm. I think New York does too. I'm not positive about that. But yeah, we definitely called it Mischief Night too. I think the rest of the country calls it Devil's Night. Yeah, I, I've heard that. Yeah. Now, Roger was out egging people on Halloween. Exactly. So, so yeah. He's not so, even following the rules. Exactly. <laughs> so, I wasn't sure if, like, you know, like, I clearly remember in high school that we were not allowed to buy eggs or toilet paper from the supermarket like, in yeah. my hometown. Like, that yeah. that was not a, a thing that they would sell to high school students. Like, I'm sure there are other things that they shouldn't have, like, sold to us. But, um, you know, but, like, those are the two things. And, you know, and part of it was, like, mischief night. But in theory, like, you can vandalize property all year round. You know, oh, not yeah. just the totally day before could. Halloween. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, in the episode, I noticed that they were doing the the TPing the the night of Halloween with all the kids like trick or treating and stuff. So it kind of yeah. confused me. Like it was yeah. that was the moment though that when we were watching the episode, I realized I would have hung out with Roger in <laughs> high school, and that I don't know how I feel about that. I really or you don't. just might have been Roger because Roger also had a he was punk rock and also had a cat. I might have been Roger. You might have been Roger. I might have been Roger in high school. Okay. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> and I, I never even thought of, I because again when I was watching Doug, I wasn't really a cat person, and, and now I am. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Doug, Doug had the dog and Roger had a cat because like some pe- people, some people are, the, oh, are dog really people funny. and other people are cat people, and they, they're no, that's complete a really opposite. Good observation. Yeah, yeah, I just noticed that, and I, and I never really noticed that because like I never had a cat until now. Yeah. Hello, Mister Cat. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I was, I was always a dog person, so I didn't. Re- I, and then, then Roger has this cat. He's like, well, he's the complete opposite dog, so it's just it's weird. Well, and I think that's also like how cats are seen as these like sinister animals, like more calculating. Mm-hmm. So like, if you think about like Inspector Gadget, um, like the the villain in that show has a cat, right? Yeah. Like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You never actually see the villain, you only ever oh. see his cat. Oh my yeah. god. Well you see his hand. But, you see yeah. the hand yeah, petting the cat. Right. Like and I think that like, you know is it Angelica Pickles and Rugrats as Fluffy? Like or is that someone else? That I don't know. Like don't... yeah. Yeah. I, I was not I was not a huge Rugrats fan. Okay. Yeah. I remember her doll Cynthia, but I don't remember yeah. she yeah. had a, I don't remember she had an animal. No, she might have. Maybe that was like Chucky's cat. I don't remember. But yeah, I thought that like Spike and this cat didn't get a al- or Fifi. You know, you might Fifi the cat. Yes, yes, you're right. Yep, you got it. Yep. Yeah. We talked about it a little a little earlier, but I'm gonna circle back around to it. Jim Jenkins, the writer of this show, mm-hmm. or the creator of this show, um, was more hands-on on this show than, like, a lot of other creators are. A lot of the times when they have these cartoons, they usually just, it's a commercial for a toy line, and they don't really care about the content. Mm-hmm. But Jim Jenkins was really, 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 really particular about the content, to the point where he wanted a moral 
being in every episode. And if there wasn't one, he'd send the script back to the writers to have them rewrite it. Um, and we saw that in this episode where it kind of kept always coming back to Doug being a scaredy cat, but then mm. needing to be brave and stepping up and doing what he needed to do. Yeah. And I think that's cool. I, I like a show that puts that effort into it and and cares enough about its viewers to try to do something with the show other than just be a toy commercial. Yep. Yeah. And that seems to be Nickelodeon's thing. Like they they were really kind of heavily well, at, into content versus just stuff. At yeah. least for the the cartoons because they had game shows where they clearly like promoted yeah. products. So I think they That's had yeah. yeah, like Double Dare and Legends mm-hmm. of the Hidden Temple and like other yeah. things where they clearly were promoting products. Um, right. Oh, well, it seemed like they had like a I good I stand mix. corrected. It's Fluffy the cat. Um, okay. Yeah, the arch nemesis of Spike. <laughs> and it was Angelica's cat. Yeah, it was Angelica's yeah. cat. She is a cat person. Yeah, I could totally she, see she that. would be. So, just a couple of last minute um facts. We we talked mm-hmm. we talk about visibility a lot in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, Doug is left handed. Interesting. I don't know if anyone noticed that, but Doug is left handed. Yeah. And the other one, this is something I always. Like I just I knew I thought, and I didn't know if it was ever actually confirmed. Mm. But I always envisioned Skeeter as being African American, mm. and I don't entirely know why, because he's green. Yeah. Well, teal. Roger's yeah. I guess teal. Yeah, Roger's, Roger's like green. a lime green. And yeah. I was about to bring that up because Doug's family, like, they have a. They represent like a. If you look at like the human skin tone colors, like they would fall within that spectrum. Somehow, everyone yeah, right. else, like, is a different color in the Crayola box. Right, and 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 a lot of them yeah. are like different colors in the Crayola box, but like reasonably close to realistic. If if Doug is, like, your baseline, and then you have like Roger, who's green, yeah. and. And um and Skeeter who's green yeah um, and but like I don't I don't know why I've envisioned Skeeter in particular as being African American but in an interview for the um the book the oral history mm. of um of uh, Nickelodeon what was the book called Slimed the oral history of Nickelodeon the Golden Age yeah. um Jim Jim Jenkins did confirm mm. he envisioned the character as African American as well oh, okay. so that yeah, was the intent yeah. yeah because I'm looking at some of the other characters who. Um, let's see. There's BB Bluff. She's purple. Mm. Yeah, they were definitely not yeah. afraid to go wild with the colored palette. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Mister uh, Dink, he's also like a light purple. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So it is interesting. Like, like Patty Manny. She's she looks just more tan. You know. Right. She but, she's just a little darker than Doug is. Yeah. And yeah. and Roger's goons were all, you know, They're all various shades between yes. Patty and Doug, but somewhere within that realm, not green or purple. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. So I don't quite understand that, but it, it is... Yeah. What I kind of love is it never mattered. And I, you know, I guess it... Maybe it's just a message. That right, it does, like it does not matter. Right, like I, I maybe that's maybe that's the takeaway is it it is it's irrelevant, and I mean it is 
from the show right. and it is in life. So, but at yeah. the same time, I guess like to play devil's advocate here, like yeah. you know, it's one of those things where like in Rugrats you had you know, um, Susie and her family, like right, yeah, they were the black family in the neighborhood, you know, right. and Doug. You know, doesn't distinctly have that and mm-hmm. is it you know don't people of color uh need more i guess like direct representation in, in some ways yeah. like but at the same time you know they could have just like had everyone in different you know rainbow colors as well um to mm-hmm. show that like color um you know show various shades and things like that and like Right. show diversity as well but i, I think this yeah. goes along with like colorblindness and i think yeah. that was something that the 90s in particular like taught in in schools and it was very like pro-tolerance pro-diversity but there's an element of colorblindness that we were taught and i think it kind of right. reflects in today's society of you know not everyone um you know seems to understand what's going on in the socio-political world and i think part of it's because of that lens Um, yeah and yeah that's that's totally fair in general i agree color blindness is not ideal because exactly what you said ignoring the plights of different races by saying like i don't see color then you're not seeing Mm -hmm. the systemic issues Mm -hmm. you know facing those people but for for Doug, having this range of like ridiculous colors mm. as characters, but having them all together still brought a weird diversity mm-hmm. to the to the crowd. I don't. Yeah, I, I can definitely see wanting to see more like actually African American characters like illustrated in that way. Yeah. And so I, I don't I don't know if I feel like it's a missed opportunity that they should have just gone with it or if they were making a statement by, you know, just making all of the characters weird colors and just rolling with it. I genuinely don't know yeah. where I land on that. Yeah, yeah so I think and it's just like an interesting thing because I think different shows handled it differently. So you have yeah. like The Simpsons where like all the white people were somehow yellow. and yeah. But then like... The, the black and brown characters were clearly black and brown. You know? yeah. So it was right. like pointed out visually and yeah. you know, but at the same time you have Rugrats where uh, they use more of the, the human skin co- uh, skin tones to depict characters. Um, right. So it's so yeah, like I guess I never really like questioned why Doug was the way that, you know, why it played out in a certain way. Um, yeah. I mean, what I what yeah. I like about Doug is none of the characters that hang out together are the same skin yes. tone. Yes, yes. None of them are. They're, they're all different tones. So it shows, regardless of what you look like, everyone's hanging out together. And that, I think, is good. That mm-hmm. is a good message. Yes. Um, yes. I just, I don't know if I would have preferred them just go all out with it and like make the black characters actually black, but mm. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't. That said, 
I do like the show a lot. Yeah. Still. Yeah. yeah, same. I'm going to yeah. go back through and like watch more episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I want to I want to try a couple of the Disney episodes. Mm. Jim Jenkins, the original the original um creator and writer did go on to Disney and write those episodes as well. Um, Most of the cast went with him. Billy West did not. Oh. So the guy who voices Doug in the Disney series Mm -hmm. is not the original voice of Doug. Billy West does not like Disney, apparently. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was reading into that. Yeah, he he refused to go because he did not want to work for Disney. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hinted earlier we're going to swing back to Billy West. Yeah, Billy West is one of the key things that is different from the Disney Doug to the to the um the original Doug. He did not go. <laughs> I keep laughing about because I'm like, I mean, I like I like Disney, but I can I can kind of see them maybe maybe being unlikable to somebody. Yeah, yeah, they were like, I think, especially back then, I think Billy West worked liked working with smaller companies mm. where they were like the animation juggernaut yeah. whereas at the time he was like on the ground level with Nickelodeon animation because games production was the beginning of, of all of their shows mm. You're right. and he was he was the main character on two of the first three shows that came out mm. through them so he was I think he liked working at that level I don't think he wanted to like go up to a multinational mm. organization like Disney what kind of shows do they produce now? Um, Nickelodeon? Um, no, Games Production? Well, so Games Productions, they actually like formally renamed to Nickelodeon oh, Productions Studio okay. or Animation Studios. Yeah, Nickelodeon Nickelodeon Animation Studios. Oh, and these okay. are the people that are doing like SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they're 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 the in-house animators for Nickelodeon. Oh, okay. And they have been the whole time, basically. Yeah. Wow. I just looked this up, and apparently Doug was a musical at some point. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Doug I do live. remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get to go. I didn't get to go either. I would I'm, I would have liked to have seen that. I'm sure yeah. it's on YouTube somewhere. I'll have to see if I can find it. Yeah, yeah that would have been cool. Yeah, do you, did you see when that was? Um... It would have been years ago, but I just found the article from 2017. But it looks like there are some YouTube videos from like, like, uh, 2008 around then. Huh. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I was just thinking about that because um, I did watch the recording of SpongeBob the Musical not too long ago. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and that is hilarious. Like they, you know, and I think it. It definitely like follows the theme of like Nickelodeon cartoons, like you know, giving the protagonists like more like brave qualities. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to explore those this musical as well. Yeah, I definitely. I would I'm gonna look that into out. that because I yeah, I would I would love to see that just for nostalgia. Like I said, I I I love this show. I'm I'll probably go mm. back and watch more of this show just yeah. just because because I like it. Yeah. Um. And this is the Halloween episode, but we'll probably do the we'll probably do the pilot at some point, and then like really talk about like mm. the, like the bur. I think there was like Burger King toys. Um, right now there's you can get <laughs> Funko Pops of things. Yeah, um, we have the the whole set of Funko Pop dogs. But yeah, there's there's a lot of 
fun stuff to talk about with Doug and the pilot. But yeah, I'm, I like I like to talk about the toys. But yeah, they, we have like all the Funko Pops for Doug. Yeah, there's a quail. There's a quail man. There, there's a pork chop. It's it's cool. Yeah, the main the main set of Funko Pops for Doug is Doug Patty and Pork Chop. <laughs> they put out a special Quail Man Doug and a special Quail Dog Pork Chop. Oh. And then one of the Comic-Con exclusives was Skeeter, so we have all five of them. Or oh, no, nice. All six of them sitting on our, yeah. on our shelf. That's, that's yeah. pretty and, awesome. Oh, yeah. And then for one of, one of the Halloweens, I will probably post a picture in the, in the <laughs> Facebook group. I was Patty Manny's one of the years. Nice. And I was Doug Funny. Yes, you oh, are. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It, that, was, that was a fun year. That's when, that was like a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was awesome. Thanks for thanks for coming on and talking with us, Amon. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. No problem. Again, tell our listeners where uh, where can they find you? What's your Twitter handle? Yeah, so you can find me at at aka ur zero. Um, I post about library stuff, science things, and like fitness stuff as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, our social media is at 8BitFusion on Instagram and Facebook. Mm. Our website is popculturejunk.com. This is normally the part of the show where Lee would plug what Comic-Cons <laughs> and events that you can come see us at, but the world is ending, so <laughs> we don't have a lot going on. Um, we do have one thing coming up that Lee can talk about. Well, we actually have two things com- coming up that i can yeah, talk about right um even though the world is ending people are still wanting to get out to events and do things until it gets cold so we do have two things coming up um in two weeks on october saturday october 24th in woodbury new jersey we'll be at the geek fest fair um we'll be in the parking lot of the tiki tiki board games uh parking lot um come see us and a couple other vendors as well we'll, we'll be, be selling our stuff there's there'll be a couple toy vendors as well and board game so definitely come check that out if you're also previous guest louie from geek boy oh yeah yes geek boy press louie will be there so check him out as well um he he always likes the shout outs um but yeah come come that i think it'll be a fun day um if you happen to be in south jersey um and then this probably will be our last event for the year but who knows because life is weird um we are going to be doing the horror sideshow market out in allentown allentown pennsylvania that's being put on by the new jersey horror con um that's on november 7th um saturday it's a saturday um so if you're in in uh allentown bethlehem lehigh area valley area come on out um it's a first time event for us um a lot of people have a bunch of horror things so definitely come check that out um other than shows you can find us at uh, the South Street Art Mart in on South Street Philly. They just reopened for the first time since March. Um, we're in the shop with a bunch of awesome vendors. Our two good friends, Nicole and Nicole, run that shop. So definitely, if you're on South Street, um, just pop in the shop. Make sure you wear your mask and say hi to Nicole and Nicole. Um, if you can't get the shop, they you can visit the website. That's at southstreetartmart.com. Um, we're also in a couple different virtual markets. We're in the Trenton Punk Rock Flea Market virtual market with a bunch of awesome vendors. And we're also in the Jersey City Oddities Market with a bunch of awesome members. And we're actually going to be doing a virtual holiday market with Jersey City Oddities Market as well. Uh, coming soon, I believe. That's that's in sometime in November or December. I don't know the exact date. Um, but yeah, as always, make sure you're supporting your um, small businesses, your restaurants, your friends um we're all struggling right now so we really appreciate all the support we can get 
thank you for listening to my spiel. Yep, and thanks for thanks for listening to the podcast. Remember to rate and review us wherever you get your shows. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 